What you're gonna hear next is my conversation with a very talented young man from the west side of Chicago. His name is Hugh Lee. He's a hip hop artist. He joined me in the studio the other day to talk about his debut EP, which is called TV's Foster Child, the follow-up to his debut mixtape, Fresh Air. This is my conversation with Chicago hip-hop artist, Hugh Lee. First off, screw the devil. He can only take his soul if you ever let him. Go against the wave, man, don't you ever level. You can only really lose if you ever settle. Yeah. I know it gets rough though, all about the money, yeah, I know it gets cutthroat We don't fall for it, we can tell when it's sus though Boy, it gets the wave, don't fall for the crop low Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is the very talented up-and-coming artist, Hugh Lee. Sir, how are you? I'm wonderful. Talk about your artistic expression and when you decided that you wanted to convey your message through music. When did you start thinking about words and the power that they had to tell your story? I have one of those minds that races like all the time. So I have like a million thoughts at once. And so I was like, I should just start writing stuff down. I'm going to go insane. So little by little, they started to have meaning to them and form patterns and whatnot. And so I started doing the music thing. And like everyone, you start off just making the guns, drugs, that kind of music. But after a while, you say like, what am I going to be? What type of artist am I going to be? And so once I figured that out, then I put more meaning into my lyrics and I was very careful with my wording and just made sure everything came out exactly as I wanted it to and the messages that I wanted to convey came out perfectly. Let's talk about TV's foster child. Yes. <laughs> that says a lot to me because yes. I spent a lot of time alone, parents working, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a joke to say, like, TV raised me. But in some instances, for a lot of us, man, you know, we grew up with TV because mom, dad, out working, you know, after mm-hmm. school, we're home alone. That's what it symbolized to me. Yeah. What did TV's foster child mean to you? Or what does it, should I say? I mean, that very thing. Uh, both of my parents, well, neither of my parents graduated from college. Uh, my mom didn't go. And so they spent all of their time working. And, I mean, it was hard we still struggled, stuff like that, but they weren't around to teach me the things that I needed to learn. Uh, so it was kind of like I had, like, the principal and, like, my pops, but I had, like, the nurse with my moms, but that was it. Like, they weren't there to teach me anything. So everything I learned came from TV, like TV shows, movies, things like that, because that's all I did. I mean, kids go outside and everything, but then when the streetlights come on, I mean, it's a bad neighborhood, so... You got to come in when the streetlights come on, you know, get below the windows and you're watching TV. And so I learned everything from like watching TV. And I've seen like every TV show and every movie, period. Like there's a few here and there, but there's not really a lot of things that you haven't seen. I've seen it all. (laughs) You'd be be incredible at pop culture trivia, I bet. (laughs) So let's run through these tracks, man. Like I said, uh, you're a very talented individual and I appreciate some of the messages that you relay on this EP. Let's go with number one first. Let's talk about church. Church. And this is a song, when I first heard it, I thought was pretty compelling in how you go about putting the idea of church on its head. And uh, that was interesting to listen to. So I want you to talk about that track. Yeah. Um, when I was writing church, when I first got that beat, I was like, man, I have no clue how I'm going to write to this like at all. Uh, but I like sat with it and I just started writing and I wanted to make it like a call and response type of track. And 
uh, me just spending time like in the barber shops because I mean I go to a barber shop once a week and just the conversations that we have and when someone says something that's just brutally honest and it's like yeah it's like church like mm. I think in New York they say like facts or something but here like in Austin they're like True church story. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's where the church came from and I had a track a while back where I was like uh where I was like Hove Jesus and the Huey Ghost oh man that's the Trinity and I was like yeah, I think I could use that Huey Ghost thing in there. And make it like a real like church thing. And so I went with that. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that is dope. Thank you. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. You said you saw every movie and TV show under the sun. Now yes. there's a very popular movie starring Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, that they actually wrote by the yes. same name. <laughs> is that what this is about? Yes, it is. So, uh, so before you even start talking <laughs> about it, if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, it's a fantastic movie for sure. But also... I think one of the lessons learned from this movie or one of the points, and I'm wondering if this is what you're getting at with it, is unrealized potential and not throwing away opportunities. That's, that, those are two of the things I took away from this movie. You know, you can't stand in your own way. Don't be your worst enemy. That is one billion percent correct. <laughs> one, I just want to say Go Will Hunting is probably my favorite movie of all time. Um, I feel like I identify with Matt Damon's character like, completely uh well maybe not completely but at least 85 he's a white he's a white guy yeah. yeah you know you know i mean in a different life you know i could be the black matt damon who knows <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like his upbringing his friend circle uh the the potential of his friends as opposed to the potential of him is like vastly different and i'm in that same kind of category but he still like looks out for them makes sure everything's right with them and of course, you know, the girl and things like that. It's just like that same kind of theme. And so uh, I had to make a track called Goodwill Hunting. Like, as soon as I decided to use Foster Child, that was like the first track was Goodwill Hunting. And we know what happens in Goodwill Hunting. For those of us who've seen it, what happens in your version of this take? Well, obviously, I go on and do what I'm supposed to do without fearing the unknown. Like, you don't know what's going to happen and so it's kind of scary but you go for it anyway hope for the best and that's kind of real life as well that's what i'm going for <laughs> i just hit him with an uppercut now i'm going for the jug for the jug the ladies going bunkers he's going i'm a clean mother crazy thing i ain't even trying no look into my eyes at Cooley High, what was your inspiration for Cooley High? Well, the Cabrini Green projects, although I'm from Austin, I spent a lot of time in the Cabrini Green projects, and I remember everything about being there, and it was it played a crucial part in my upbringing. And I know that the school Cooley High, because uh, for those who don't know, the movie Cooley High was shot in Chicago mm. at, at the school. And um, obviously that school is torn down now, but... Uh, Cabrini Green is actually in the movie and it's like there and so I was like yes Cooley High it just made sense to make it that and um, I just felt like that song embodied what Chicago should be like we kind of get counted out for everything they say that we have like second rate rappers like we have the, the second tier actors so on and so forth when I think we are like it started with New York and then LA and now Atlanta has like the music scene but Chicago is definitely the next to like we're coming like this is ours and it's kind of like that song is like me showing you like hey this is ours we're coming for it so y'all should hold on tight because we're about to take it <laughs> I think we've taken it man yeah 
Chance is doing big things. Sab is doing great things. Mick Jenkins. We got like a lot of Vic. Yeah, Vic Messer. No name. Aaron Allen Kane. Raven Lene. Yes, I was just about to say her. Yes, man, phenomenal. Like our music scene is just booming. It's crazy, dude. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> you said that Cabrini Green played a huge part in who you are as a person. Tell me a little bit about some of those experiences. Maybe some of the things you witnessed that you believe have stayed with you to this day. Oh man, I remember everything. I remember like the hallways. How. The hallways weren't really hallways per se. Like, they weren't closed off. They had, like, gated walls, if you want to call them walls. They were just gates. And I remember it always smelled like urine. Like, always. Like, it never didn't smell like urine. And then I remember, like, seeing the empty capsules on the ground from where the drugs used to be in them. I remember seeing needles on the ground all the time. Uh, Bullet shell casings on the ground all the time. Always hearing gunshots. I'll never forget any of that, that. I mean, it seems traumatic, but I think it was necessary for me to appreciate like the city as a whole because you can't really appreciate the great things about Chicago without embracing the negative things about it as well. And I think those things kind of shaped me into being able to appreciate all the good things that life has to offer. At the very beginning of this conversation, you were saying when you were first starting out writing, you were talking about drugs, money. Yeah. What made you think you had to do that and what made you realize like nah you know if people are going to listen to my music I should probably pay more attention to what I'm putting down everyone around me was rapping that like I started rapping when like the drill scene was like at its height like this was like 2012 2013 like you got Chief Keef Lil Durk like yeah Bibby and Herb it just blew up as well it's like King Louie yes it was just like Katie got bands oh yeah Sasha Gohard can't can't forget about those those are phenomenal but Tink Tink, I feel like Tink has, she started out drill, her and Dreezy, but they found a way to to convert, like, to just mainstream music, which was great because we all knew that drill was a dying genre, but it's kind of, no one really wanted to accept it, but drill was always kind of a dying genre, so it's nice that they were able to, like, convert over to, like, trap and commercialize it, and I, I was like, yes, yes. So those things have stayed with you. Are those things that you wanted to be a part of who you are as a musician? Uh, no. I. It's kind of like I feel as though people who glorify those things haven't necessarily had the traumatic experiences from them. Mm. And so I didn't want to talk about them because I saw them so much and they weren't necessarily good things for me. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is dope. So I'm going to talk about it all the time. It was like, nah, that's something that I want to bury in the past and act like didn't happen type of thing. I make sure that I don't talk about those things. Like, I don't really talk about money that much. I try to stay away from that. I, I touch on it here and there, but I don't really make that a main focus. Uh, I definitely don't really focus on uh, violence at all. I try to stay away from it. Unless it just sounds really dope. Like, that's, <laughs> if like, it, if it's, it's a like, good bar. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it, like, funny, though. I won't, like, make it, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'll just turn it into, like, something goofy. Devil may care. Devil the traditional may- phrase is devil may cry. Devil May Care came from, the title anyway, came from Californication. By Chili Peppers? <laughs> no, 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 like uh, the actual TV show. Oh, the show. TV show. Okay, yeah, yeah right, uh, right. David Duchovny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the top five favorite TV shows. Yeah, see, it's all the TV thing. It's all about TV, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I remember in one of the episodes, because I've watched the se- I watched the entire series like seven, eight times, but in one of the episodes, she was telling him that he had a Devil May Care attitude. So I like, looked it up, like Devil May Care attitude, and it's like kind of reckless not caring what happens. And so I kind of twisted that in my own way and made it like not caring. Like even if everything's falling apart, you keep it happy. You keep it, 
you just keep it positive no matter what. And um, so I had the title before I even had the song. And uh, last August, my younger brother passed. I wrote the song after that, and I was like, what better what better moment to make something positive out of something negative than this? Because that was the most negative thing that can happen, but I tried to turn it into a positive song. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Hugh Lee, very talented young man. Appreciate you making time, man. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. It's the return of the phantom. You gotta know I'm deadly on the microphone. Shot town raised me. Cabrini Green down the street from Cooley High. It's the return of the phantom. You gotta know I'm deadly on the microphone.